And let's bring on right now one of the best, Sean Sheehan, host of the Severe MMA podcast, joining us right now. And it's Sean, what time is it by you right now, by the way? Yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming out. When I shot you a message last night, late night, I was uh, surprised that you were still awake. But uh, tomorrow night, you'll obviously be awake. You know, before we get into the card, I actually wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about what's going on with this agreement with the WWE and with the UFC, just because for me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I love both products, and I think like a guy like Conor McGregor would be great in the WWE, especially on the mic. But now we're kind of like we find out that maybe there's a chance that they're going to like show up at each other's events. Like Maybe we've already heard that McGregor would have interest in the WWE. What do you think goes on right there with, obviously, you know Vince McMahon uh, selling the company a couple weeks ago? It's, it's hard to predict, uh, I think, at this stage. Um, I think there's obviously more of a crossover from the UFC guys possibly going to WWE because you know they could make appearances. Uh, let, let's say for tomorrow night, Aljamain Sterling's fighting Henry Zahuda couple of weeks ago one of those guys could have turned up on raw or on smackdown to promote the event coming up to sell a few extra pay-per-views a little bit harder the other way around when you're coming into the real stuff maybe a brock lesnar or someone like that but I, I think that's the sort of thing we will see if we see anything we haven't really seen anything else we ha- uh, anything yet we haven't seen any crossover but i, I think what they have really done here and we we saw Ari emmanuel and vince mcmahon talking a couple of weeks ago that it's kind of the, the wheels are the same for both companies. They're going to use, you know, the, the, the editing. They're going to use the, the marketing and all of the tools they have for both WWE and UFC together. So this is a real money-saving opportunity for both of them and probably a money-making opportunity too because you have some really smart guys in there who know how to make money. And if they can make more money by utilizing more talent in more places, they absolutely will do that. So it's, it'll be an interesting... I think the next year will be interesting to see what happens. You know, I'm kind of excited. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm an admirer of both businesses and of both uh, sports or sports entertainment, as you could call both of them, Mary. But um, very interested to see what actually happens. So let's start actually with the... Uh, we could go with the prelims. We could go with the undercard. What's caught your eye as far as the best betting opportunity for tomorrow night? I I really like the uh, the Drew Dober Matt Frivola fight. Uh, there's someone's getting knocked out uh, in this. I think it's around even money, maybe a little bit less uh, for the fight in via knockout. I I do every week. I do a flyer bet, and it's around plus five fifty for Matt Frivola to get the knockout. Now Dober is favored, uh, and he's probably favored to get the knockout as well. But if you're looking for a flyer, you're for looking, you know, for a uh, ten dollars you never want to see again. Frivola plus five hundred. I, I like that. I think the Devin Clark Kennedy and Juku fight as well. And Juku has been uh, kind of losing fights and then coming back to get the win in a lot of them. So if you're playing in uh, in play, he could be a guy who loses the first round, is down in the second round. He's a great price, and then you back him via knockout. So I think a bet like that could be good uh, as well. It's not a really stacked prelims. They're not amazing. They're not terrible. But the main card is really where it is on on Saturday night. Yeah, that main card yeah. is uh is excellent. What are you doing in, in the main event? Sterling is actually Sean right before he came on the show. He went from a minus one hundred five to plus a hundred, so some money's starting to come in on Cejudo. Would you agree with that? Do, would you lean towards Henry, or do you think Sterling has a good chance of uh, of upsetting him? I'm I'm leaning towards Sterling based upon Henry Cejudo being out for the last three years. It's very very tough. Uh, there was a stack going around that um 
there there has been thirty fights involving um, uh, fighters from um, one seventy down in the UFC. Uh, Touch title fights, and only two of them have been successful with people over the age of 35. So 28 have lost and two have won, and Henry Cejudo is 36 years of age. The odds are not good for guys uh, of that age, and three years out of the cage will absolutely not help. If this was Henry Cejudo three years ago and Aljamain Sterling now, this is a pick em fight. It's probably still a pick em fight, but you're backing on Henry Cejudo being as good as he once was. I find that something very hard to back. Aljamain Sterling has been good. His fights have been weird over the last couple of years. The yeah. DQs and his opponents getting injured and everything like that. I'm going with Sterling, barely leaning with Sterling. If Cejudo turns up and he's 100%, it's going to be a close fight. I like I like the long fight here. I like this fight to go to a decision or bet the over three and a half rounds or something like that. Very hard to know. I've kind of half avoided this fight, if I'm being honest, in terms of who I think will win. Just There's too many unknowns. There's really too many unknowns with Cejudo. Yeah, I mean, for the fight to go the distance, you're getting a little bit better of a price. That's minus 150. For it to go over three and a half rounds, you have to lay minus 225. And, and I agree. I'm just excited to see Triple C back. Would you be shocked, though, if he did pull it off? Because I'm with you. I'm probably going to bet against him, which I hate to do in his return. It's been three years. And we see this when guys take time off. You know, it's so hard to get back into, I mean, octagon shape is, is one thing. but uh, mm-hmm. And it's just been so long. But would you be shocked? Would it be like a shocker to you? Or would it just be kind of like a minor upset? for you I wouldn't be shocked with the quality he has produced before if he can produce that again he absolutely can win this fight so it definitely wouldn't be a shocker look it's it's a it's a relatively pick em fight as it is I think Cejudo here look the, the real key here is who can kind of break that distance and win the wrestling battle both of these guys want to get the fight to the ground Henry Cejudo an Olympic gold medalist wrestler um Aljamain Sterling has done a lot of wrestling recently in his fights and throughout his career, but his jiu-jitsu is really good. He loves getting guys in, in submissions. And that battle to break the distance, to get in, to take someone down, is going to be a big part of it. Now, the reason I think this fight could go long is I think it's going to take a while to figure that out. Both of these guys like to stand out far, use their distance, control the distance. And when that tends to happen and no one wants to make that step to break inside, we can kind of have a waiting match for a minute. So not to put people off buying the pay-per-view or anything, but yeah. I think we could get maybe two and a half, three rounds of two guys looking at each other here until something happens. Now, possibly, we'll see what happens, I suppose, on Saturday night. Yeah, and you brought up, like, purchasing the pay-per-view, and we just had actually about seven hours ago, two two bouts were canceled within the last 24 hours. So now this card uh, down to 12 fights. Where else would you find value on the main card or even just, like, a sneaky, underrated fight that you can't wait to watch? Yeah, I think uh, one of the fights that's very interesting is Cron Gracie against Charles Jolan. So Gracie is a um, uh, a jiu-jitsu artist, as the name would, would suggest. Um, that one, I think, is going to be finished. So if you go Gracie by submission, Jordan by a knockout, one of those two things, I think, is almost certainly going to happen. The other fight in the bed I really like is... Uh, Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns to go the distance as well. That's another fight. It's five rounds, but I like... I like that to go along. I really, really do. I think Gilbert Burns would have been a big favorite a year ago. Uh, his last fight against Masvidal wasn't a great performance. It was a lot slower. He waited too much in that uh, fight. And if he does that here, Bilal Muhammad will just kind of grind him out and push him against the cage. And I think this this fight, the, the longer it goes, the longer it's inclined to go. You know, if, if Bilal Muhammad can get a hold of him and push him against the cage early... 
that's going to be a big issue for Gilbert Burns because he has the opportunity to get a submission. He's really, really good uh, on the ground, but if uh, he's tired out by the time you know the, the second, third, and fourth round comes, it's going to be very, very hard to get that submission. So I like that fight long. I also like Muhammad by a submission, or, or sorry, by a decision. There, it's a tough one. To, if Gilbert Burns turns up, he he will win the fight. I think. My call is that he won't turn up. He didn't turn up in the last fight. He still won against Masvidal. Masvidal is nowhere near as good as Bilal Muhammad. So I'm going for Muhammad. I think he's still the underdog there. I'm going for him to win by a decision. So he might get a bit of value on that one. Sean, there's a lot of fights on this card that are like the favorites under minus 200. Would you recommend maybe betting some of these these like live, right, waiting until after the first round, after the second round, getting some value, and that maybe could be a way to attack some of these fights? Yeah, it absolutely could be. Uh, like, it, it, I, I love looking at the judging as well. And if you see one of these fights and it's it's very close in the first round, well, you know, the, the, the betting companies don't always know how fights are judged. So if you have a good yeah. keen eye in the judging, you can have a little bit of an advantage uh, in that. But you always look at, you look at the 205 fights or you look at the heavyweight fights, there's always a chance that they're going to get finished. And if one guy is ahead and wins well in round one, it doesn't mean he's not going to get knocked out in round two. That was kind of the bet I was talking about, the Njuku fight as well. But I think Ivalev is an interesting one. So Mavsar Ivalev, he was due to fight uh, Bryce Mitchell here in a very even matchup. Mitchell pulled out this week, and he gets Diego Lopez in there. Uh, most of his fights recently have gone to a decision. It's That could be an interesting one. See how the fight is going. If he has a massive advantage over Lopez, maybe bet the finish. If you're looking at it and seeing Lopez has kind of turned up, in his UFC debut on short notice and he's looking good, maybe then you go for a decision. That's a very interesting line, I think, to look at in the middle of the fight to see how the fight is actually going because it's very hard to know. Neither of them has had the ability to prepare for the other guy. You don't know how the fight is going to go. You don't know who's going to turn up and actually fight as well as they can on the night. And those sort of fights, I think, are where money can be made. Oh, Sean, unfortunately, we only got about like two more minutes. Uh, obviously, we got some time for this one, but John Jones, and he's been teasing maybe this is going to be a retirement fight, but he's going to eventually face Stipe. Jones, 27-1, 21-1 in the UFC. I absolutely love Stipe, but I don't think he has a chance in this fight. Where do you think that would be like priced around, and there's, is there any chance that John Jones actually loses before he does retire? It's, uh, do you know what? It's tough to know. We only saw two minutes of John Jones and his comeback, and he was mm-hmm. out for years as well. And that's, you know, maybe it's a reoccurring team today, but when people are out for a long time, it's very difficult to know how they're actually going to look. How serious is John Jones taking his training? Didn't look in great shape coming into that fight. Look, Gagne, if the fight had stayed on the field, I think would have had a great chance, but he's not great on the ground, and Jones just absolutely destroyed him. Stipe is good on the ground. He can wrestle. He can box. He can fight in the field. Look, I think John Jones will probably open around uh, minus 300, maybe. Um, I think that's probably just about right. I I think he will win the fight, um, but uh, I'm still unconvinced. Now, Stipe is getting older as well, and Stipe has been out for a while as well. So I I would definitely be picking John Jones to win that fight. But I'm still, as I said, I'm still not 100% convinced that John Jones at heavyweight is John Jones from five or six years ago. In a way, he kind of can't be, to be honest. But let's see, I suppose. Sean, thanks so much for staying awake. Get some sleep. Enjoy UFC 288. Hopefully we're all winners, and uh, let's talk again soon. Thanks, Sean. Anytime, guys. Thanks very much for having me.